0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs' big win against the Raiders that has them sitting in first place, and also the upcoming marquee matchup against the Cowboys on Sunday. But, Joe, first, we have to talk about the most important issue. Chiefs wore their all-white row uniforms on Sunday night, the same uniforms <laughs> that you used to wear. And here's what Andy Reid said about them. The skilled guys love it. The big fellas, they have a little bit hanging over the belt. They're not loving it, but that's all right. It all worked out well.
1: Jeff, I, I, I saw a couple of that back and forth. I know Matt Derrick, our good friend, who's been on the pod, made some comments about you know not wearing a wear all white, you know, and, and and letting everybody know that he was eating barbecue. I I mean I we I got to be You've honest, been a big proponent of we it. hated we hated the all whites the offensive line. We just hated it. Like Grunny, I just remember Grunny, me, you know all john all like dave looked good like he was built man like dave was he he was stacked like from his wrestling background everything but there were some of us that we just you know and even altie you know was so big and so tall that you know the, the all whites made him look even bigger i mean they just john all looked enormous in the all white like he just looked like a mountain man um but there were some of us, buddy, that we didn't like them. And it's so Andy Reid, his
0: joke is actually true. That it's
1: actually on. true. We the Stay Puft Marshmallow men from <laughs> Ghostbusters. Like we had all of our own little comments about what we looked like in those uniforms. The Michelin Man, you know, from the Michelin Tire ads. Like we we had our jokes about what we looked like in all white, because when you know the, the heavier you are, the bigger you are you know, white uniforms psychologically do make people look bigger. Like it's, it's, it's an absolute, like, I don't say it's a fact, but like that'd be, that'd be going, that'd be going strong. But like, it's, it's known that when you see a team come out in their whites, they definitely look bigger. Like it just, because of the, 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 the optical illusion of the color. And like when you see somebody in like a black uniform, like the Raiders, it, it just makes them look a little bit smaller. It just has to do with colors and, the way that your eye perceives things. And um, so we did like it from that perspective that we seemed a little bigger than we were, but I got to be honest, buddy, as individually as linemen, we did not, we were not big fans, not big. We ne- you needed that separation of color. You know, you needed some red, the red pants and the white Jersey to like separate all the stuff that <laughs> was hanging out. So I
0: liked it just cause it made me nostalgic for, you know, the Marty baller in your era, Joe. But so that, that kind of, uh, I, I liked it for that reason. Well, Joe, uh, big win by the Chiefs, 41-14, now in first place. Are the Chiefs back, you think?
1: I, listen, Jeff, let's go with what we got. And we got a great win. And th- we know that that team was always in there. They were struggling. They were forcing. They were doing things that were outside of their purview. And they got it all together. So let's go with it, right? Let's wait and see, right? That's the great thing about football. You know, there's always another week to play, you know, until you obviously get to the Super Bowl. There's always another week. There's, this is another week for us to see if the team really is who they are. And maybe this was just a snap. Like, every once in a while, you just need to snap out of something. You know, you need, you need a game, whether you want to call it luck or over-preparation or whatever you want to call it this could be the thing that snaps this team out of it and propels them to, you know, what they can do against the Cowboys. Right. What a bet. What a, what a good week for that to have happened. Right. We did not want to go into this Cowboys game, not confident, playing outside of ourselves, you know, pressing, whatever you want to call what's happened over the last several weeks with this team, especially with, with Patrick, like you want them going into this game with all cylinders, right. Cause it's going to be a big test for this team. And let's see. Let's see what happens this week against the Cowboys. They're a good team. They're solid up and down the offensive roster. Defensively, you know, they, this is a good this is a good squad. This, this isn't just a team that's playing in a bad division because we know how bad the NFC East, Easter, as we jokingly call it sometimes here in the, in the East Coast, the NFC least. You know, just because there's been they've had such struggles everywhere besides, you know, the number one team. You know, it's been, it's been a lot of parody there. And we, we were kind of seeing a little of that with the AFC West, right? Like, well, who is the, who is this division? Like everybody at five wins, everybody with, you know, three or four losses, like what's going on with this division, the ups and downs. So this is gonna be a big test. Long, you know, long, long answer to a short question, Jeff. I think we go with it and we use this next week and and we watch and we prepare to see if this is, you know, if, if this is the team, Coming back, or this Raiders game was, you know, a fluke. The Cowboys will be
0: a very stiff test. I think that might be their toughest game left, actually, on the regular season schedule. Uh, and what we're obviously going to have more breaking down the big win over the Raiders. But first, our sponsor, Bet Online, has a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe 50 that's B L E A V five zero to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite biggest casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts uh Joe what I'm most actually encouraged by uh rather than the game itself is just if you look at the rest of the landscape of the AFC and the NFL really um the Chiefs you know we, we were they really don't have any bad losses I mean sure they looked very they looked like a, a it was a very poor showing against the Titans for instance when they got mm-hmm. beat 27 to 3 but the Titans are 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 a really good team with the best record in the AFC all, all the chiefs losses came to playoff contenders. And you look around the league, you know, with, with teams, the bills lost to the Jaguars, the Ravens lose to the dolphins. Um, the Washington football team that the chiefs beat up on, uh, they defeat the super bowl champion bucks. That actually is what has me encouraged the most. And you know, it it, is just kind of the rest of the landscape uh, is making the chiefs look pretty good.
1: It really is. It's a great way to look at it, Jeff. And, And, you know, there's a lot of parody. I mean, look early on in the season, you and I talk about this all the time. We say that, you know, September is the new preseason, right? And it's true. It's becoming very apparent that teams are going into September. And by the time you get to them in October, they look like different teams right? I mean, let's let's think about some of the teams that we thought were going to be, you know, just like fantastic, right? The Ravens, the Browns, right? They're both struggling um, right now, you know, and we caught them early on in the season, right? Browns opening game, Ravens second game, everybody's still feeling their way around. We lose to the Chargers who've kind of seemingly like kind of taken a little bit of a dip. So, I think our little analogy or our little uh, story that we like to tell about September is coming true, that it, it is the new preseason. And and by the time you get to October, that's when teams are really starting to figure out you know, who they are. And I think you know, for, for the Chiefs, we saw that. And we saw that against the teams that they've played. And now you're starting to see a team that is getting it all together. Knock on wood stay healthy. They got, they got some players coming back, right. That are, you know, going to be coming back to, to the roster uh, in the coming week. So, you know, we're finally seeing this team come together. And, And I think what they did against the Raiders, they did everything right. If you didn't watch the game and you went right to the stats line, right. They did everything right. They were three for three on fourth down. They were better way better than half on third down right um you know nine out of 15 they held the held the Raiders to one of nine and one of two one of nine on third down and one of two on fourth down right they had
0: that's what Rich Gannon said was going to be the key to the game he said third down, it he was absolutely right I mean the Chiefs really dominated him in all fashions but that I thought was the most clearing statistic
1: absolutely Jeff
0: you're right all phases of the game I mean offense you know 400 yards five touchdowns from Mahomes More than hundred yep. yards receiving from Daryl Williams. And then wow. the defense obviously shut the Raiders down. And of course, the special teams with uh, you know, that that great call on the fourth down uh conversion there. The
1: yeah, it was a beautiful throw by Tommy Townsend. Jeez, he's rocket. He threw that rocket out there. Been and then Jeff, number one. Hey, we had we ran 25 more plays than the Raiders did. That's huge. Um, no sacks, one punt. Very few penalties, very clean game for the Chiefs. You know, we lost that one fumble on special teams, but you know that's the kick returning is tough, man. That's a tough, that's a tough road to hoe, man. I don't, I don't envy anybody who has to return kicks and punts, and then no picks, and then again, eleven minutes on the time of possession. Right? It, you don't even have to watch the game or look at the final score to know that the Chiefs dominated that game. There's nothing in that stat line, there's nothing in those stat lines that would tell you that the Chiefs even came close to losing that game. Through some freakish nature, right? I mean, we 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 had a couple of sacks, we made them punt, we forced them into penalties, we picked them off, we had a fumble, we had an interception. And that into, I think the interior of our defensive line, I think that was absolutely their best game. I thought that was Jaron Reed and you know, the whole interior. I just thought that was their their best showing so far. Tip passes inside. Uh, you know,
0: two back to back batted passes naughty played well Derek. Naughty.
1: yeah I was really really impressed with the way the defensive front played now you know I still I still get a little I get I get the you know my stomach turns a little sometimes I get a little butterflies in the stomach when I start seeing a quarterback start to hit on those mid-range passes right I mean you know when they start Derek Carr was chipping away you know now of course they they shut Darren Waller down. I mean I don't he was non-existent. Of course he's my fantasy tight end, right? Because of where you know I, w- I obviously would have picked Travis, who wouldn't in a, in a, in a fantasy draft. Um, but you know I went with I went with with Waller, and he was non-existent. So they did a great job of shutting him down. But it was just that it was that when I start seeing the intermediate passes and the extension of what I call extension of the running game, that's what number one. That's what the Chiefs did flawlessly. They extend, I call it the extension of the running game, right? They just with those little bips out of the backfield, the screens to Travis, yeah, the well short been. passes. I mean, you know, getting the running back involved in the passing game, that's just the extension of the running game, right? And that takes all the pressure off of Patrick. Do you see how easy he was playing? He was just because he knew he, he knew we could run. And you know, again, I know I'm all over the place right now, but I'm just so excited about the way this team came out. And Creed Humphrey up front, like he was my he was my five-star player of the game. And I I know sometimes we take our eyes off of the line. I thought the offensive line played fantastic. You know, there's obviously the storyline of, of Andrew Wiley playing against his teammate, Max Crosby. What a fantastic story that is, right? You get your third string right tackle, right? After Nyang and Remmers going down. And then you've got, you know, your third string tackle who, by the way, Andrew Wiley for all intents and purposes. And we've said this before, Jeff, he's a starter. He started on the Super Bowl team. You know, he's a full, he was a full-time starter. And, Maybe this is Brett Feech's dream come true that, you know, guys are just filling in and, and, and they're playing well, right? And we, even though you might say that that was, you know, we might say that that was the weak link of the line, you know, having your third string right tackle, but he got it done. And, you know, like, you were, like we were talking before we started recording, right? What an amazing storyline that, you know, your third string tackle gets in there and he ends up playing against his college teammate, which was great, right? Because how many times did they probably go against each other in their lives?
0: It's a great storyline and kind of, I think in a way, helped the Chiefs. You know, the, we're going to talk a little bit more about the offensive line later, but um, it's been, uh, you know, the, the, it's been a, a good unit for an overhaul unit, but they keep getting better and better. The weak link has been that right tackle position, so you would think, oh, down to your third t- right tackle, you're really going to be uh, in dire straits there. But the, his familiarity with Crosby, I think, actually helped and might have been a better matchup. Uh, Joe, two other things you mentioned, two other players. The Waller-Kelsey thing, what was most encouraging to me about this Chiefs game uh, was the play of not only Travis Kelsey, but a guy who had a big game and covered Darren Waller much of the night, uh, Tyron Matthew. Because those are two players that are key on offense and defense. And I actually thought, I had been saying on our pod here, I was worried that they had lost a step or were nicked up or just too many games over the last couple of years. They, they had been in both been a little bit of a slump. Um, and, and Matthew, we just hadn't seen this. this he's, he's such a playmaker during, or at least he was during the Super Bowl runs. We haven't heard his name much, but he was making plays. He had the fumble recovery. And of course, Kelsey was great early. Um, so I actually think though the performance of those two players, Joe, that was the most encouraging part of this game. Because it's like, well, if those guys are back, you know the Chiefs are in good shape. If those guys were looking like something wasn't quite right with them, geez, that's a that's a different story.
1: Yeah, of course, Jeff. You know, if those two against it's Raider Week. Come on, like th- this is the week. You know, you heard, if you listened last week to our conversations with Rich. I mean, this is big. This is big time. This is a big rivalry. It's a big game. It had huge implications. Nobody you know doesn't want to be in first place coming into you know more than halfway through the season and you know with some of the schedules that are you know going to start getting really tight here like everybody wanted to be at the top right now and you know we saw some some other teams in the, in the AFC West slip a little bit and the Chiefs didn't and you know maybe it's right where we need to be at this point you know maybe that was the wake up call that we needed you know to really start playing our game and and to get back to you know, really relying on a very balanced offense. I was super excited how balanced the offense was. It was not full of all trickery and and different things. I mean, we still had our our. You know, we had our. I love when I love when we when Patrick doesn't do QB sneaks. It always kills me and because I always think back to that game when he got hurt, and I'm like, he's never going to do a QB sneak it, again. You know, play. it's
0: funny uh, when I first saw that play. I'm like, oh, I saw a quarterback say, so like, oh my god, they let the <laughs> whole sneak, and then I, then I realized it was Blake Bell who who yeah. wasn't college quarterback the nickname, the belldozer so a really good use of yeah that.
1: exactly so I, you know I love I love that they got back to basics because that's what this team needed to do sometimes you got to strip things down you know when things aren't working and you got it you got to take it down and you got to figure out what's gonna you know what is what is really going to win us this game um I think defensively you know I'm still you know look again Let's just wait and see. Let's let's see how this next game goes against the Cowboys because they got a lot of weapons, Jeff. They have a lot of weapons, and and I don't know if this is maybe our segue into okay, let's put Raider Week behind us and and maybe start focusing on the next game, which which we obviously need to do, right? Because that's what Marty you know always used to tell us. What's the most important game? The next one. And and you know this this is it. We got a twelve o'clock rule, right? We beat the Raiders. Raider Week. We we handled them, you know the naysayers and the people who are still questioning this team can always go back and say, wow, look at what, what the Raiders have been through, right? They, they got a special teams coach as their head coach. They lost their head coach due to a controversy. They got lost two other players to controversy. Like they didn't really have a real speed game going into this game, but you know what? I don't, that stuff, this is NFL and every team is going to bring their best each week. So I don't want to hear, hear that. So I I think, I think it's time to move on, put the 12 o'clock Marty Schottenheimer, 12 o'clock rule in effect. And, you know, we celebrate, and now it's time to look forward to seeing if this team can do it against a pretty potent Dallas Cowboys squad.
0: The, you know, beating uh, – the, the Raiders have a lot of problems, and I, I question a lot of their game plan and, and stuff, kind of emphasizing the run more than the, the pass. But this is the NFL. Beating anyone – I mean, we've seen all these things: The Bills lose – like we mentioned, Bills losing to the Jaguars and, um, you know, another example, Washington beating uh, the Bucks. Beating anyone in the in, in the NFL forty one to fourteen? I mean, that's that's something. And Joe, before we get into Cowboys, I, I'm curious if you see any parallels to twenty nineteen, the, the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They also started out six and four that year to the Chiefs. And people, you know, Mahomes had his injury. People worried the, the defense then was really getting gashed on the run and, and did coalesce. Um later. Do, do you see any similarities? you think it could turn out the same way?
1: Jeff, I think that's great. That's very astute. And I got to be honest, I, I got to tip my hat to you for picking up on that because I can I be honest, I didn't pick up on that. I, I I didn't really think to go back that far and think about, okay, what are, what are some of the teams that that have done well and, and seasons that have gone well. And I I never really paralleled that and put it together. You're absolutely right. Think about it. You know I mean?
0: They didn't lose another game that season. Yeah.
1: I mean, this team, look, this team, we know this team in many ways, many facets start slow. (laughs) They do it. (laughs) They didn't do it this week. They didn't do it this week. I mean, I know we, I know we outscored ourselves in the fourth quarter, but you know, once you get rolling, I mean, you know, putting 17 up in the first half, You know, we know that historically, you know, at least offensively, we've talked about that before. They, they tend to start a little slow, you know, it's a learning team. It's a team, you know, Andy Reid is super analytical, you know, he's super critical of calls that he makes and things that he does. And he's continually learning and coaching from, from, from the game. And, 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 and maybe we're finally putting into effect that thing we talked about early in the season that. This team is learning just as much from the wins as they are from the losses. And I hope they take all the positives that came out of this Raiders game and don't, don't, don't lose sight of what got you here now. You know, don't think because we're playing the Cowboys and, you know, they're coming into this game with a good record. They beat some good squads. You know, let's, you know, let's not, cause you know, let's not change what we're going to do. Let's stick to the basics. Let's, let's force the run game let's make make the defense come up let's let's get our you know let's get our routes right let's let patrick make the right decisions let's make sure we're utilizing travis and tyreek i think travis and tyreek were used in tandem this week better than they have been all season mm-hmm. just the way that you know the way that they were using travis to get tyreek open and using tyreek to get travis open and like it just and then using the run game to get them both open and and sort of the extension of the run game by using outs out of the backfield I mean, I think they did fantastic jobs. Yeah, well, how about how about you and I texting each other? Josh Gordon getting the start—that was yeah. That that was like surprise, like. But then quiet after that. I mean, I think he's still trying to feel his way through. But we, we were texting during. Game, Whoa, I just you know, they showed the starting lineup. I was like Josh Gordon, what the heck? I you did know, like maybe
0: double, the, yeah, I did like a double take when I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Joe, this is um, you mentioned the Cowboys. This test coming up, and this is a really big test. Um, they enter with the number one ranked offense in terms of yardage. On the other side, they have uh, Trayvon Diggs at cornerback at who leaves the NFL with eight interceptions. That Joe, this, this is a really tough game. I actually sorry to be gloom and doom after so much positivity about the Chiefs. I actually think the Cowboys win this game. I think they, they're just so explosive offensively. I think that's going to be tough for the Chiefs.
1: Well, you know, of course, you know, you're going to think about the the power too, right? You got to think about Ezekiel Elliott and Dak, right? You got to think about what those two are going to do and not to even, you know, I don't want to belittle the other offensive weapons they have. I mean, I think, you know, I think the Cowboys have a really nice, you know, receiving core. They're solid, you know, they're just solid. Uh, you know, Ceedee Lance had some great games, you know, this is going to be, um, this could be a real challenge. I I think the Chiefs win this game. I really do. I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be able to do enough off, offensively to keep Dak off the field and allow him to get frustrated. I think the, the, the biggest times that I've seen the Cowboys get into trouble is when they can't establish the running game. and And they generally will try to establish the running game early, and they'll use it to chew up clock. and They'll use you know. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott to just to just mash and 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 sort of make explosive plays, and if they can take Ezekiel Elliott out of the game by staying on the field and forcing Dak to make more throws and to 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 get if they can get up early, I think the Chiefs could could easily win this game. It all depends on if they can establish time of possession and you know win some field you know win the battle of field position. And which is obviously these are all you know, Captain obvious statements, right? But I think if they can do that and keep Dak off the field and force him to press the way that Patrick's been pressing, that's when Dak runs into trouble. You know, when he can't use Ezekiel Elliott and that offense can't use him to his his um, full potential. If you get behind and you and you can't you can't lean on the three, four, five, six yard running plays a, a, a shot. Then I think things could unravel for this Cowboys team, and that's and just from the times that I've watched them play, because you know following you know the Eagles and the a- NFC East and, and watching a lot of those games here in Philadelphia, um, I, I I think that's the w- the way the Chiefs that's the road to victory. Um, I, if I were the Chiefs, I know I know the big thing today is to defer the kickoff. Here's I would throw a wrench. And, and when I was coaching high school football, that was something that we, you know, we all talked about as a coaching camp. And I'm a huge proponent of it Mm -hmm. because I think if you can get that defensive stop, and then know that you're getting the ball at halftime and you can prep, you know, you can do some game planning throughout the first half and then at over halftime, it gives you a really distinct advantage.
0: And Andy uh, Reed is is a huge proponent of that too. And he loves to get the double dip, a score late in the second quarter, then you get the ball back and you get the ball first in the, in the second half of the third quarter.
1: Yeah. I here, here's, here's what where, where I think if, if I were, look, throw caution to the wind. You know, let's let all, you know, Andy knows the numbers. He knows how things work. He sees all the data and the stats. I know that he's a big defer. If it were me, okay, I'm not the head coach of the Chiefs, but if it were me in this game, I would take the ball first. And I would try to get the Cowboys on their heels on that first drive and try to put together a methodical drive and put together a strategy to try to score on the first, even if it's three, right? Even if we can get down the red zone and get three and put the Cowboys on their heels fast. Hey, if we could score a touchdown on the first drive, that'd be fantastic. I'd be willing to take that gamble because I think if you get that Dak behind, you know, right away, early off the bat, they're going to feel like they have to throw the ball. And that's what Mike McCarthy, you know, will do. He'll just like, Oh, we got to throw the ball. We got to throw the ball. And you know, a lot of people forget Mike McCarthy started his career, in Kansas city. So, you know, something, maybe some of the younger chiefs fans don't remember, but he was in the nineties. When, when I was here, uh, he was the offensive quality control consistent, uh, offensive quality control assistant for, for Paul Hackett. So, um, you know, I really, uh, I really think, um, I really think, I really think I would do that, Jeff. I think I would put, try to put the Cowboys on their heels and not defer, take the kickoff if they win and try to get down and score.
0: McCarthy, also a, uh, a graduate of uh, Baker, too. He played football there, so he had a lot of mm-hmm. local roots. Like you said, he coached during your time under uh, Sean Heiber. Yeah, it's an, a lot of neat story angles here. Um, you have the Chiefs, of course, originally the Dallas Texans, and mm-hmm. Mahomes grew up grew up in Tyler, Texas. He was, he actually told me over the summer he was a diehard Cowboys fan. Roma was his guy. Um, Joe, all solid points. The, the receiving core, you're, you're right about it you know, Zeke Elliott as they try and get him going and get to open up the offense. The receiving core kind of is, is scary for the Cowboys. That I think that's where the Chiefs, that that medium to deep passing game, can really burn the Chiefs, and they have three guys who can do it. But the good thing, you know, the Chiefs' defense has gotten better. Why? You know, I think the big reason it just health. Like, they, for most of the season, either – Frank Clark or Chris Jones were missing or really injured or sometimes at the same time, but you, you rarely had both of them healthy together. I think that's a the big reason there's there's been some other things uh Thornhill's been playing a little bit more, Chris Jones on the interior a little bit more, but I really just think it's a, a case that the defense is is finally healthy
1: De- definitely Jeff i mean they, they, you you can tell. That they're playing, that they're just so much healthier, right? You, you can just tell that they're uh, they're they're faster, they're flying around, um, you know, they 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 just seem they just seem quicker. They just seem like, you know, all eleven guys are in the right spot at the right time. And, and I think it's just, it's nice to be able to have, you know, your full compliment. It was, it was interesting. I think there was something out there. Uh, I think it was the least amount of snaps that Nick Bolton took all season. I think, yeah. you know, and um, you know, maybe that's what they needed to do, right? You never know. I mean, deep, defense coordinators know the personnel, they know who they're going against, but I think the linebacking core is, is starting to come together. They're playing bigger, right? We talked about that the other day. We, we were saying how, you know, that the, the chiefs linebackers just seem small. Um, but I think they're playing bigger now. Um, they seem to the be
0: white uniforms. made that's <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it
1: was, Jeff. It was the, it was the white uniform. Maybe it was an optical illusion. But they just seemed, they just seem like they're playing bigger. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're playing better downhill. They seem like they're more confident. And uh, you know, maybe they're just they're just finding their way. You know, and and let's you know let's let's see where it you know let's see where it lands. I, I think if I, if I were watching this game, um, you know, I I personally would. I think this game is going to be one up front for the chiefs. I mean, I say that every week, right. I'm a lineman. That's what a linemen are supposed to say, but the way that this offensive line is playing right now, I mean, you know, look, I, I'll make an analogy that, you know, it's early, right. We're, we're 10 games into the season of this, of these uh, folks playing together, but like, this Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith combo at center and right guard is reminding me so much of Will Shields and Tim Grunard, right? I mean, obviously two legends, Tim just going into the ring of honor, you know, Will, a first ballot hall of famer. He's a generational type player, right? Um, but they just, that's what they remind me of, you know, it just reminds me of, you know, and then you, of course you got Joe Tooney, very athletic looking, looks a lot like the way he plays, a lot like Dave Zod at left guard. It's like crazy. I'm, I get these flashbacks, you know, of, of, uh, of that interior of, of the nineties that just was a stalwart right between Zach run and shields. And you think about that and you know, so it's, it's kind of exciting to see that I I think the lines coming together. So if I'm watching this game, you know, I'm going to watch two things when, when we're on offense, I'm going to watch, watch the line, keep your eye on the way that Trey Smith and, and Creed Humphrey and Joe Tooney are owning the interior of the line. They're just owning it. And, that there has been very little pressure that's come up from the middle on Patrick, which is where we don't want the pressure coming from him, right? We need him to, to be able to have the vision of the field and where to step up. Um, and then I would and then I would watch this this linebacking core to see if they can continue to improve in our linebacking core, I should say, uh to continue improving that short range passing game. If they can do both. It's a look, it's it's playing playing linebackers like playing tight end you're like half defensive lineman, half D back, you know, and, and when you're a tight end, you're half receiver, half lineman. And, you know, playing linebacker is tough, man, because you've got, you have to have the ability to cover some of these athletic tight ends, incredibly fast slots. And, you know, you've got to be also able to stop people like Ezekiel Elliott and tackle guys like Derrick Henry Lowe. So come on, like that's, it's, you know, it's, it's almost like you're in a no win situation, right? And I think, that I would watch this linebacking core to make sure that they're covering and they're also going downhill to make plays on Zeke, because Jeff, if he gets rolling, just how we've always said that, and every time we say it, for some reason the running backs don't. So I'm going to say it in hopes that I'm <laughs> jinxing Ezekiel Elliott, even though he's my fantasy team running back. But you know why I'm not going to talk about that? Because I hope I hope he has zero yards. Because guess what? I'm out of it anyway at this point uh so but i think if he gets rolling you know that's what we don't want because if you saw what time of possession does for the chiefs and you saw what time of possession does against the chiefs and it's never good when we don't have time of possession win
0: great analysis joe final score prediction what do you have
1: I think we're gonna put some, I think there's some points are gonna get put yeah. up. I really do. I, I, I think this is gonna be a good game to watch from a point scoring perspective. I, I don't think it's gonna be like I don't think they're gonna score 41 like we did against the Raiders. I mean the Raiders were at some point they were just beat down at the end of the game and you know, we just had their number. Uh, I, I would say this is gonna be like one of those 31, 24 games, you know, where you're gonna see several touchdowns from each team, couple field goals you know, uh, win, win the battle of field position, get in the red zone, kick the field goal. Oh, oh, that's the other thing. I know, you know, I wanted to say, Jeff, um, you know, that Andy did, you know, I know he had the great pass. Tommy Townsend, what a great call on the punt, uh, the fake punt. But, like, what Andy did in this game, he, he never lost sight. You know, even though Harrison Bucker missed that field goal, he never lost sight of it. Get the points when you can get them. Mm-hmm. Right. And don't, you know, and I think that was something that seemed like they were kind of going back to basics on. So I think if, if, if um, that's why I say, it's going to be one of those like 31, 24 games, it's gonna be some field goals in there. And, and cause I hope that Andy takes what he can get when he can get it. But 31, 24 chiefs at home, big win. And, oh, and don't forget about the Preston cup too. A lot of people, I don't know. I hope our, our listeners are aware of what is at stake more than the game. The Preston Trophy, the Preston Road Trophy, Jeff, is the trophy that is shared between the Hunt family and the Jones family whenever the Cowboys and Chiefs play. And it's a trophy that they had created because the Hunts and the Joneses were actually lived across the street from each other in Dallas on Preston Road. So hmm. so if you wanna research it and Google it, look it up. It's a really interesting story. Um, but, you know, one of those fun things that maybe maybe fans don't, don't know about unless you did some digging, but the Preston Road Trophy's at stake between the Hunt family and the Jones family. So I think that's another cool thing to think about.
0: That's very cool. I'm sure that's going to be shown on the telecast. It's America's Game of the Week. It should be a lot of fun.
1: I'm going to throw it right back to you, bud. You made me give a score. What are yeah, you thinking? What are you thinking?
0: I'm going – like I said, I think the Cowboys are just real explosive – I think it's thirty-fourth uh, thirty-one Cowboys, but I think this might be the, the last game the Chiefs lose during the regular season. I think they might go on a on a run here. Cool well if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary and TuneIn. Thanks for listening and we'll be back next week.